0: Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies as well as TV shows and classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth a trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am reviewing the newest DC film from the DC cinematic universe, The Flash. came out this year, 2023, directed by Andy Musketti, written by uh, Christina Hodson starring Ezra Miller Michael Keaton Sasha Cayley, Michael Shannon and Ron Livingston as well as Maribel Verdu in this movie Barry Allen uses his super speed to change the past but his attempts to save his family create a world without superheroes forcing him to race for his life in order to save the future I gotta say despite the fact that I'm reviewing this movie and despite the fact that on Wednesday I'm reviewing Guardians of Galaxy I am actually pretty tired of superhero movies I was kind of tired of superhero movies back when superhero movies were making billions of dollars back in the peak of the Marvel Cinematic Universe Uh, Uh, You know, the trend of superhero movies, I saw it start, I was working at the movie theater when the first Spider-Man came out, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, which, by the way, rewatching those movies, they are pretty garbage. (laughs) They are pretty bad. Tobey Maguire is probably one of the worst actors I've ever seen. I can't believe, I like, I, I used to love those movies. Anyway, I digress. I saw this whole trend start. In the early 2000s. 2001, I think. And it just became the only thing that studios were producing. And nowadays it's superhero movies or reboots or sequels. The new trend is making movies based on toys or uh, companies. Moments in company history like the Nike movie. Anyway. Tired of superhero movies. Not to say that there aren't a lot of great superhero movies, but I don't think every movie that comes out needs to be a superhero movie. Not that they are, but it feels like that. So, I, to start this review, I'm going to say I'm not a fan of this genre in general. I think Marvel did it the best. Don't really care about any Marvel movies since Thanos did his thing. Haven't watched any of those, although I will... Eventually start getting into that, especially reviewing the Guardians of the Galaxy. Whatever, whatever. Not a huge fan of Zack Snyder. I think he's one of the most overrated directors. Hated Man of Steel. Uh, I did, however, like his remake of his own movie, the Zack Snyder's Justice League. I did like that. Uh, This movie does tie into that movie a bit. It ties into Man of Steel a bit in ways that I'm not a fan of but I did recently I mean I did recently just rewatch all the Superman movies that's why I watched Zack Snyder's Justice League at all had no desire really the guy has no idea how to tell stories uh but he visually he's amazing he knows v- v- he knows how to put beautiful things on screen that's a and slow motion he knows he loves slow motion Stories, I don't know. And the what he did, how he changed the characters, not a fan. Also, one of the most overrated actors, Ben Affleck, as Batman. One of the worst Batmans, if not the worst Batman, in my opinion. What he changed was Superman. Basically turned Superman and Batman into guys that would have been at January 6th. Like, they are anti-vaxxer superheroes. They are like bro superheroes. Proud boy superheroes they're not I don't know it's it it bummed me out with all that said I did like this movie (laughs) I had a lot of fun watching this movie Um, and I know this movie didn't do well in theaters uh, so my my expectations weren't very high I did hear some good things I did hear that it was a fun movie also heard that it has problems and even when i started this movie about 10 minutes in i was like i do not want to watch this movie i was annoyed by characters already i was like i'm going to find something else thankfully i guess for this movie thankfully it wasn't i th- tried two other movies both were even worse so i came back to this movie and i had fun One, and once I kind of understood the premise where this movie was going after I got past the Ben Affleck Batman and Wonder Woman Gal Gadot another actor that I think is way overrated. Like and in these movies specifically side the the one the first Wonder Woman movie was good. Everything else garbage and I probably have different opinions if I rewatch that first Wonder Woman movie. But I think she's horrible in this movie, even though she's in it for like a second. Absolutely horrible in the Justice League movie. Even worse in the Batman vs. Superman movie, which is a garbage movie anyway. Which I don't know. Is she in that one? I think she's in that one. I don't know. I'm not a fan. The red movie she was in with with The Rock. I don't don't get it. She's gorgeous, but I don't know. Maybe she can act if she worked with better directors I don't know but I don't get I don't like it I don't like it not a fan thankfully those aspects of this movie are only in the beginning and this movie takes place in a universe that doesn't exist in the Zack Snyder universe uh, for the most part aside from Zod so because of that I it detached it didn't have that baggage that I'm not a big fan of that baggage did some new things brought back some interesting people in a new way So I had a lot of fun watching it. And I know the lead actor, Ezra Miller, problematic, canceled or whatever. Cancel culture is not something I believe in. And it's amazing the people like Jennifer Aniston complaining about cancel culture. It's like, who do you know that's canceled, Jennifer? Who? Because as far as I'm concerned, everybody that's done stuff is either in prison or still working. So... Let's just stop with this cancel culture. Let's stop doing the thing that comedians have been complaining about for decades on their podcasts while going to entertain people in stadiums. Let's stop pretending like celebrities are victims in any way right now. And Ezra Miller, mental health issues. I don't know the details of what he did. All I know is that he, you know he said he has mental health issues he's going to seek help which very easy thing to say if you do problematic things but also we have a mental health issue in this country we have the issues of the stigma that comes with people saying that they have mental health problems especially for men it is looked down upon not only for A huge portion of society but just in general it is looked down upon for men to have any kind of emotion and things are slowly changing although there is massive pushback on the other side and for me I like I I grew up not even going to doctors having any kind of emotional issue to suck it up, shut up, deal with it, put up with it, get over it, all of these things. That's That was the mental health advice and help that I got growing up. Now I'm 42, Ezra's a little bit younger, but still, if he is having mental health issues, people can do erratic things that they normally wouldn't do if they're having a mental break. So... I don't know the details. If he does the right things and actually seeks help and is actually trying to get help, I think he'll be fine. Because he is a good... I mean, you look at what happened with Robert Downey Jr. He had some issues. He was, like, not hireable. He was, like, canceled before cancel culture was this mythical thing. Waking up... In children's bedrooms and houses he didn't live in because he was so fucked up and then he becomes Iron Man right things can change things can get better this world is crazy place okay people a, a, a majority of people in this country not a majority but a massive percentage of people in this country are dead set on voting for a criminal somebody who is so openly a criminal there's so much evidence out in the world of him saying he knows he's committing crimes, but they would elect him president. Somebody that's been so horribly unsuccessful at, like, everything, but they, you know, they, they still want to vote for him. So there's an audience, right? There is Ezra's going to – I I have a feeling Ezra's going to be fine, hopefully, as, as long as he seeks help. Sometimes people that have mental health issues just kill themselves because we don't live in a world where help exists or asking for help or seeking help is a a viable option. So hopefully he doesn't kill himself. Hopefully he finds help, seeks help, gets help. Because I think he was amazing in this movie. I mean... I have a lot of problems with this movie, right? It was a fun movie, which is a term I use when, you know, I had a good time, but there's a lot of problems I have with it. But it was fun. For the most part, it was fun. And I think his performance not only as The Flash, but he plays two characters in this movie. I think the second character is even better, which I'll get to that later on talk about specifics of all that so I don't know I aside separating the art from the artist I enjoyed this movie I think he's great I don't know if I've seen him in other stuff obviously he was in the Zack Snyder Justice League for he had small moments but I don't think I've seen him in enough things to really know his track record as an actor but in this I really I thought it was amazing And I'm glad I didn't spend too much time looking at the poster, which I really didn't. And the image that I'm using for the background and for the the, the album, the episode artwork for this episode is spoilery. I had no idea the characters that were in this movie. Everything that happened, for the most part, was a surprise. I did know one of the characters. But another one I didn't know that is on the poster. had no idea. Cause I try to avoid s- trailers, posters now are spoiling stuff. I forget what movie I was talking about recently where the poster was a spoiler. There are taglines, there are just plot summaries that spoil movies. It's like, what? Going to a movie, part of the excitement of a lot of movies is being surprised, seeing things that you weren't expecting to see. ...for the show, and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to Inspiredisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. So, a little bit of a spoiler in the poster of this movie because there were some great surprises like oh it's not the thing i thought it was going to be yes and like i said not a fan of ben affleck in general as an actor i don't think he's very good as batman didn't like he is out of all of the batmans he's the you know he's he's the one on trt he's the one taking supplements to get bulky and doing like crossfit workouts the the most bro batman out of all of the batmans i'm also not a fan of what zack snyder did with superman superman character and iron man where clark kent just didn't exist like the only differences between when Kal-el was Superman and when he was not Superman is that he was hairier when he wasn't Superman. He's shaved, but he's like a fisherman saving people on oil rigs just with his hairy chest. Like he is the bro-iest, bro-iest Superman. Both of them. Like these, those are superheroes for like Joe Rogan fans. Which I used to be a Joe Rogan fan before he leaned super hard right. And for everybody that doesn't think he's, oh, he's a centrist because he smokes weed. It's like, get over yourself. He, he thinks one of the most fascist governors in this country is the most reasonable choice for president. He's rich. He doesn't care about you. He cares about money. does not. He cares about, he just, he, I mean, he just doesn't laws don't exist for Joe Rogan in Texas. He openly commits crimes on his podcast regularly. People get thrown in prison regularly for things that he does on his podcast while recording in Texas. Anyway, don't like what Zack Snyder did with those characters. And I'm glad that this movie does a great job avoiding those aspects that I don't like in a fun way. Not only ignoring those characters, some completely, some momentarily, but the way it changes things up I thought was a lot of fun. Right, Really allowed this movie to stand on its own in many ways without being tied to the baggage of those movies, which is a problem with superhero movies where it's like you almost have to be studying the movies doing homework, understanding backstories of, like, random side characters in order to get what is going on sometimes instead of just making a movie that's fun and a story that's fun. And I would say it's not critical, but to... To get a little bit more of the references of the major plot aspects of this. Like if you've never seen Man of Steel, you may be wondering why General Zod is in a spaceship and trying to stick somebody with a needle. You might want to watch Man of Steel. You might want to watch Zack, Zack Snyder's Justice League. There's also references to that, a character from that. But they're not necessary. You don't have to, and I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. You know, although Zack Snyder's Justice League is isn't bad, and but it is very very long. But I did not like Man of Steel. Didn't it? Like there are so many problems with that movie. Um. In this movie, also the CG not good, not good, not always bad, but mostly not good, and also goes to levels of not good which are equal to some of the worst cg i've seen in a movie let alone a big budget studio comic book movie like there are movies that were made in the 60s that have better cg before cg better special effects than are in this I mean, there's a a problem. One of my biggest problems is rubber people is what I call a common issue in CG where people are they look and appear to be made of rubber. Happens so much in this movie, which is usually characters that are doing like acrobatic things, jumping in the air, flying through the air, fighting. This is just like somebody standing in a scene is like, that is a rubber person. That is not, that is mostly a computer generated person with a face glued on it. So that was annoying, but still a fun movie. I was able to get over that. And there are other aspects that are computer generated that are stylized in a specific way that didn't bother me. But then there's also moments within that that were some of the worst, sad, the worst, trying to do this, like, what I feel was supposed to be, like, very, a lot of references that probably would have made comic book nerds cry and was some of the worst CG I've ever seen. Reminded me of bad photoshops that you see in movies like somebody points out a picture and it's clearly a photoshop like there's moments that are like that face doesn't really fit on what you're doing here. But there are a lot of fun pop culture references back to the future being a a big one of this movie. And it did have fun action had some good comedy. There's some heartfelt emotional moments. But I didn't have high expectations, uh, but I, I am happy that I watched it. I do want to get into spoilers. So, uh, warning for anybody that hasn't seen this movie. Warning for anybody that doesn't want to be spoiled. I know the feeling, but uh, I do want to talk about specifics. So, let's get into that with spoilers. Um, so, the premise of the movie I thought was interesting. Traveling back in time to change things. You know, a very common thing when time travel is a a trope that's used in a movie. So, of course, I enjoyed that when I realized what that what this movie was, that it was him going back in time to change things. Right. And once I saw the setup and the premise, I was able to settle in and enjoy this movie a bit more because it starts with Batman doing a thing, trying to catch people that stole chemicals or whatever on his bat bike but looking like a rubber person his cape looked like it was made of just like silicone flapping in the wind um and wasn't happy to see batman wasn't happy that it was ben affleck wasn't happy when wonder woman showed up no idea why these people have like a thing for each other i don't get that I don't know if that was something that was going to be playing out later on with Batman and Wonder Woman having a thing. Didn't care. Um, And I don't like either of those actors. Thankfully, that was like the last time we see them. I think Ben Affleck shows up one more time before things get to a different reality. Also, his co-workers... He works at, like, uh, the Flash kid works at, uh, like, a crime forensic lab thing. And his co-workers are very annoying as well. That's when, when his co-workers showed up. I'm like, oh, I am not watching this movie. I just saw the worst Batman. I just saw Wonder Woman show up for some reason. And now these other supporting characters are super annoying to his... His co-workers, I don't know if they're his friends or whatever, but super annoying people. I was like, I'm not watching this movie. Thankfully, those people aren't in it at much either, at least that version of them. Also in this movie, I hate that they brought back Zod as the thing that ties it all together. One of the worst aspects, in my opinion, of Man of Steel was that they first they did like a massive backstory stuff on krypton before it blows up with zod being like taking over for some reason but also the planet is going to blow up anyway and then he goes to get superman to extract his dna because it encodes everything from everybody on his planet and he wants to terraform the united states or the earth into being the next krypton like i i just didn't like that aspect of man one of the worst aspects of man and steel and that's what is tying everything together in this one so in many ways i mean it's it's basically doing like man of steel but in a different universe where superman doesn't exist Also, didn't like the rubber people. Uh, there's also a scene, the scene that I really hated was at the end when they're showing the different universes, right? You're seeing different Batmans, like the the uh, Adam West Batman. You're seeing the different Supermans, like the, the best Superman, um, Christopher Reeves, as well as Supergirl. Supergirl which is a movie that I liked growing up rewatched recently doesn't really hold up that much but like so many of those scenes have the worst CG ever where it's like for a moment it looks real and then the camera like pans around or something and it clearly looks like just they pasted a face on but didn't like 3D render the face so like the shadows don't move correctly I don't know what it was but some of the worst CG I have ever seen in a movie take place in this moment where they're showing, oh, it's the 1950s Superman. Oh, it's like all these other Batmans. It's like, okay. Like, I get it. It's cool. You get to see the the Nick Cage, super, they spend the most time with the Nick Cage Superman that never existed kills like they show him killing a giant spider like out of all of the different characters they spend the most time with with the Nicolas cage superman but like it felt so out of place because they don't show everybody else is just kind of standing there posing anyway that horrible horrible so those were the things i really didn't like that really bothered me with this movie ezra miller funny actor he had, like, Jim Carrey essence, especially in those moments where he loses his power, right, just after he loses his power, right, trying to to phase through a wall and can no longer do it, right? And then him trying to run around the lobby and running slow, massive Jim Carrey, like, I was, it was, like, not full Jim Carrey, nobody can do Jim Carrey but James Carrey. But there were eff- the essence of that, the goofiness, the slightly exaggerated aspect of what Ezra Miller was doing in those scenes. I loved, I loved it. And his performance as his 18-year-old self was the best, was my favorite part of this, one of my favorite parts of this movie. He had a complete 90s degenerate kind of Mountain Dew energy, right? He's a guy that would have yelled extreme. Right. I loved his energy in this movie. So funny. The best comic relief in this movie. And it felt like two separate actors. Like at no time did I it feel like, you know, Ezra's playing both of these actors because they play off each other so differently. Uh, the, I mean, the performances are so different between the two. The way they interact, especially like hops in his arms and all these things to try and face through, like all the aspects of, like I never, I just completely like didn't even think of the fact that this is one actor playing both of these parts, like which just increases the, the respect I have for this movie. Like that was by far the coolest trick they did. Uh, whereas like all the other CG stuff was just bad. But I think Ezra Miller, the best part of this movie is take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote are you looking for a way to take your love of The Ray Taylor Show to the next level? Look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus. As a member, you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks, including the full week of shows, ad-free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members-only discounts and deals, a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes. But that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get get the chance to ask me anything you want with all of these benefits and more inspired disorder plus is a must have for any fan of the ray taylor show so don't wait go sign up now head on over to inspired and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership and now let's get back to the show there's also a lot of fun moments the opening kind of action sequence where he's saving the babies uh, w- while also trying to get a snack. I thought that was hilarious, really s- kind of sets the tone, also shows showcases his powers and kind of the rules that exist in some ways, which you also get more of that later on, but I love that opening baby scene at the hospital. Um, there's also an interesting way to show kind of an origin story for that character when he goes back, And sees his 18 year old self and his 18 year old self finally gets the powers and all of the mistakes that he's making are the mistakes that the original made. So we're kind of getting a glimpse at what it was like for the original Flash to get these powers like him running, ending up naked, like just causing absolute chaos. Clothes burn off, surrounded in fire, electric lines lighting things up police are there explosions happening power goes out in the entire city right so you're getting like a little snapshot kind of origin story i thought that was great right also like that he's kind of his own yoda in a lot of ways trying to teach himself knowing the things that he did when he got the pad the mistakes that he made trying to explain everything and teach himself um, everything I thought that was great as well and I like the al- the w- another aspect of this alternate reality where all the famous people that we know of in pop culture all played different roles in movies like Michael J. Fox never got back to the future but he was in Footloose and Kevin Bacon was in this other movie and this other person from that movie was in this movie I love that scene where like everybody's confused in flash 18 year old Flash's roommates which i also like that the annoying people from the original timeline are degenerates as well in this timeline love that loved all that stuff um and i'm glad they replaced in my opinion the worst batman ben affleck with my new best batman I liked Michael Keaton in the Tim Burton Batmans. But as a Batman, he is kind of not great. They didn't do great fight scenes then. The action set pieces weren't great. He couldn't really move very well in that suit in those movies. But as an actor, he's probably the best Batman. And him being able to actually get some fun fight scenes, some great fight scenes, I love. Even though he's an old man and there's no way he'd be able to move like that. I feel like like, for me, wishing that Michael Keaton had had a director or if a director had even existed back in, in those days when they were making superhero movies to give him good actions. Because there's some amazing action set pieces with him. He's a great actor in general. So I love that they replaced what I feel is the worst Batman with what I now consider to be the best Batman. Because before this, I love Michael Keaton, but Christian Bale, come on. Great Batman. This, better than that. So I think in this movie, Michael Keaton, it it elevated Keaton's Batman to my favorite. Specifically for this movie. Not for the Tim Burton ones. And it had his old Batmobile, possibly elements of the theme song from his movies, the Tim Burton movies. So I love that. Uh, and I love and the thing that I so I knew Keaton was going to be in this movie. I Didn't really know how or why or whatever, but I you know I I heard that he is batman in this movie so cool to see how that happened but it wasn't i was spoiled a little bit on that it wasn't as would have been way cooler if i didn't know and he goes into to bruce wayne's mansion and fighting this old guy and it turns out to be michael keaton would have been way better reveal if i didn't know going in but the one thing i did not know that is on both of the like all of the posters that show characters i didn't know that superwoman was in this instead of superman so when they went to, they're tracking down superman go to russia break break into this thing and to see that it's not superman and to see that it's superwoman i'm like yes Not that I have anything against Henry Cavill. I think he could have been a great Superman. I just think what Zack Snyder did with that character was garbage. Turning him into like a deep sea, like really just eliminating the Clark Kent, which I think is one of the great aspects of Superman, especially in the Christopher Reeves Superman, seeing the transition, the physical acting of Christopher Reeves going from Clark Kent to Superman. Did it the best. Nobody else did it even close to Christopher Reeves in those movies. And in the Zack Snyder Superman just completely got rid of Clark Kent altogether. Like, the only difference between Superman and not Superman is facial hair. And a hairy chest. So, glad they got rid of that. The final battle despite the fact that it takes place in a desert and it's against Zod and people, a bunch of like people that look the, the same, just like faceless, nameless people. Um, still a lot of fun seeing both versions of the flash working together. Loved that stuff. And despite the bad CG, it still was cool seeing all the different supermans and batmans in that kind of, Uh, bowl of spaghetti that they were in. And the scene where he says goodbye to his mom, so emotional, right? I thought that was so well done. And the moment where he realizes how he can save his dad, even though he knows his mom won't survive, I loved that as well. And the very end, loved seeing George Clooney. (laughs) I love that even after that, they didn't bring Ben Affleck back, and they showed another, the second worst, probably Batman, I think, uh, if, if my memory of the order of those movies um, is correct, uh, George Clooney. So I, I loved seeing that kind of a perfect end where it's like, oh, I didn't, I, I'm still in a different time. Obviously, you can't, he's like changed something, and he's expecting to not be in a different timeline. Um, so I thought that was a lot of fun uh so the premise kind of reminded me of shrek forever after in a lot of ways uh or back to the future obviously as well alternate timelines uh really adding some stakes to having to accomplish this mission in order to exist anymore but i love the alternate timeline stuff uh trying to back to the correct reality i love that kind of idea in movies when movies do that sort of thing. Um I also love the alternate Justice League that was formed with Keaton's Batman and Superwoman and the two flashes. Uh I loved that kind of ragtag type of a a, a unit that came together. I wish they had not used Zod as it would have been so cooler. We have alternate – so much alternate stuff. If they had had the Christopher Reeves Zod, that would have been way cooler. Instead of the Zod trying to terraform everything, if you just brought back the old Christopher Reeves Zod and he's just trying to take over the planet and is uh, invades the the White House, like did what happened in Superman 2 – that would have been way better. Just to completely turn every... Just mix all of the things. There wasn't enough mixing up. But there was still some great action. Also kind of reminded me of Live, Die, Repeat in a lot of ways. Especially the end of this movie where the 18-year-old Flash keeps trying to go back and back and also cool to see that that monster that was kind of flashed at at moments was actually him his 18 year old self that pushed him off track initially so that he could get powers like I kind of enjoyed all that stuff as well so I was pleasantly surprised overall with how much I had I I enjoyed this movie despite the fact that I had a lot of problems Uh, but I want to thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Ray Taylor show I do hope that you enjoyed my thoughts on the Flash Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder where all these videos are available in video formats. Don't forget to hit subscribe, ring that bell, and I'll see you next week for more actually just next time, next episode on Wednesday. Uh, But either way, enjoy the show.